0: Exodus chapter 7, the Lord answered Moses, see I have made you like God to Pharaoh and Aaron your brother will be your prophet, so you must say whatever I command you. Then Aaron your brother must declare it to Pharaoh so that he will let the Israelites go from this land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh will not listen to you, but I will put my hand on Egypt and bring the divisions of my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians will know that I am Yahweh when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the Israelites from among them. So Moses and Aaron did this. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 when they spoke. To Pharaoh, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh tells you perform a miracle, tell Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went in to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord had commanded Aaron, "...threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. But then Pharaoh called the wise men and sorcerers the magicians of Egypt, and they also did the same thing by their occult practices. Each one of them threw down his staff." and it became a serpent. But Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. However, Pharaoh's heart hardened, and he did not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning." When you see him walking out to the water, stand ready to meet him by the bank of the Nile. Take in your hand the staff that turned into a snake. Tell him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to tell you, let my people go so that they may worship me in the wilderness. But so far, you have not listened. This is what Yahweh says. Here is how you will know that I am Yahweh. Watch. I will strike the water in the Nile with the staff in my hand, and it will turn to blood. The fish in the Nile will die. The river will stink and the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from it. So the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, canals, ponds, and all their water reservoirs, and they will become blood. There will be blood throughout The land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers, Moses and Aaron did. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded. In the sight of Pharaoh and his officials, he raised the staff and struck the water in the Nile. And the water in the Nile was turned to blood. The fish in the Nile died and the river smelled so bad. The Egyptians could not drink water from it. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same thing by their occult practices. So Pharaoh's heart hardened and he would not listen to them. As the Lord had said, Pharaoh turned around, went into the palace, and didn't even take this to heart. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, because they could not drink the water from the river. Seven days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Luke chapter 10. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others, and he sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He told them, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest. To send out workers into his harvest. Now go. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Don't carry a money bag, traveling bag, or sandals. Don't greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they offer for the worker is worthy of his wages. Don't be moving from house to house. When you enter any town and they welcome you, Eat the things set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. When you enter any town and they don't welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We are wiping off as a witness against you, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet. Know this for certain, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Therazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, They would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, but it will be more intolerable. But it will be more tolerable for Tyr and Sidon in the judgment than for you and you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven no, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, Even the demons submit to us in your name. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a lightning flash. Look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will ever harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father. Because this was your good pleasure, all things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son of Man is except the Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom. The Son desires to reveal Him. Then, turning to His disciples, He said privately, The eyes that see the things you see are blessed. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see the things you see, yet didn't see them. To hear the things you hear yet didn't hear them. Just then, an expert in the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do? What must I do? Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He asked him, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly. He told him, do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road. When he saw him, he passed by. On the other side, in the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side, but a Samaritan on his journey came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds. Pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal. Brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii. Gave them to the innkeeper and said take care of him. When I come back I'll reimburse you For whatever extra you spend. Which of these three. Do you think. Proved to be a neighbor. To the man who fell into the hands of. The robbers. The one who showed. Mercy to him, he said. Then Jesus told him, go and do the same. While they were traveling, he entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but the one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. Job, Job chapter 24. Why does the Almighty not reserve times for judgment? Why do those who know Him Never see his days. The wicked displace boundary markers. They steal a flock and provide pasture for it. They drive away the donkeys owned by the fatherless and take the widow's ox as collateral. They push the needy off the road. The poor of the land are forced into hiding like wild donkeys in the desert. The poor go out to their task on foraging for food. The wilderness provides nourishment for their children. They gather their fodder in the field and glean the vineyards of the wicked Without clothing, they spend the night naked, having no covering against the cold, drenched by mountain rains. They huddle against the rocks, shelterless. The fatherless infant is snatched from the beast. The nursing child of the poor is seized as collateral Without clothing, they wander about naked. They carry sheaves, but go hungry. They crush olives in their presses. They tread the wine presses, but go thirsty. From the city, men groan. The the mortally wounded cry for help. Yet God pays no attention to this crime. The wicked are those who rebel against the light. They do not recognize its ways. Or stay, they do not recognize its ways or stay on its path. The murderer rises at dawn to kill the poor and needy, and by night he becomes a thief. The adulterer's eye watches for twilight, thinking, No eye will see me. He covers his face in the dark. They break into houses by day, they lock themselves in, never experiencing the light. For the morning is like darkness to them. Surely they are familiar with the terrors of darkness. They float on the surface of the water. Their section of the land is cursed so that they never go to their vineyards. As dry ground and heat snatch away the melted snow, she all steals those who have sinned. The womb forgets them. Worms feed on them. They are remembered no more. So injustice is broken like a tree. They prey on the childless woman who is unable to conceive and do not deal kindly with the widow. Yet God drags away the mighty by his power. When he rises up, they have no assurance of life. He gives them a sense of security so they can rely on it. But his eyes watch over their ways. They are exalted for a moment. Then they are gone. They are brought low and shrivel up like everything else. They wither like heads of grain. If this is not true, then who can prove me a liar and show that my speech is worthless? First Corinthians chapter eleven Imitate me so that so that they but the prophet of many but I am not seeking my own prophet, but the first Corinthians chapter 11, that they may be saved. Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Now I praise you because you always remember me and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. But I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man. And the man is the head of the woman and God is the head of Christ. Every man who prays or prophesies with something on his head dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head since that is one and the same as having her head shaved. So if a woman's head is not covered, her hair should be cut off. But if it is disgraceful for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, she should be covered. A man, in fact, should not cover his head because he is God's image and glory But woman is man's glory, for man did not come from woman, but woman came from man. And man was not created for woman, but woman for man. This is why a woman should have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels in the Lord. However, woman is not independent of man, and man is not independent of woman. For just as woman came from man, so man comes through woman, and all things come from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him? But what if a woman has long hair? It is her glory, for her hair is given to her as a covering. But if anyone wants to argue about this, we have no other custom, nor do the churches of God. Now in giving the following instruction, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For to begin with, I hear that When you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. There must indeed be factions among you, so that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's Supper, For at the meal, one, each one eats his own supper and of others. So the person is hungry while another gets drunk. Don't you have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you look down on the church of God and embarrass those who have nothing. What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I do not praise you for this. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord took the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is My body, which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he also took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant established by my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy way will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. So a man should examine himself in this way. He should eat the bread and drink from the cup. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many are sick and ill among you, and many have fallen asleep. If we were properly evaluating ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord, so that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, he should eat at home, so that when you gather together, you will not Come under judgment. And I will give instructions about the other matters whenever I come.